Well, hello, hello. You are listening to Above Average, the podcast for big families. If you've listened before, thanks for coming back. If you haven't listened, if this is your first trip on the, on the crazy ride, uh, you're probably already used to crazy around your house because we found that most of the folks who are listening, they know what they're getting themselves into as soon as they start listening to this show. Uh, but if you don't, welcome. Uh, like I said, this is Above Average. And the, the reason that it's called that is because it's for families who have above average size families. Uh, I think we say more than two and a half kids. So if you've got two and a half kids, there's a joke in there somewhere. I think we made it during the last episode. But certainly if you've got three or more or whatever, this is the show where we talk about that craziness, the craziness of big family life, life in a big family, life with a big family, the ups and the downs and the all arounds and all that fun stuff. So anyway, as usual, I'm Lance and I'm here with Sarah. Wait, 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 wait. That's not as usual. This is a little different. Who are you? I am Lance's wife. Oh. And the mother of his above average family. Bam. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, guys, Bobby has the week off. Uh, so I've brought in somebody who can do a decent job stepping in for him. She's not used to uh, kind of the radio stuff and the microphone that I've uh, stuffed in her face. But uh, I'll do my best. That's right. She always does. But she is definitely a special guest in my world. I love having her here. Uh, Sarah is a nurse practitioner. And you would think with a nurse practitioner here, we'd be doing a medical show. But uh, not today. We're, we're doing something. And we'll talk about that here in a second. Today's topic is different, not just because it's Sarah here as kind of the guest host, but it's different because it's it's quite lighthearted. It's, it's, anyway, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but also, in addition to Sarah, we've got another special guest. Sarah, would you like to introduce the other guest? Mr. James Knox is hanging out with us today as well. So you might hear a couple little baby coos and noises. He's 11 days old. So you can say, hi, James. Hopefully he'll be quiet for us and, and just listen. He likes hearing mommy and daddy's voices. He's got those itty-bitty baby smiles going on right now, so he probably does actually like this. Okay, so back to the topic, because you know what it's like having cute babies around in your house anyway. We don't have to go on and on about that, <laughs> but trust us, it's awesome. It's uh, James is number five for our family. Uh, we're thrilled to death he's here, and we're already thinking, yeah, we can do this. The pregnancy, Sarah's pregnancy was fine, everything about it was fine, but we're going to, oh, hang on fifth kid are we going to be able to survive are we going to be able to love this kid as much are we going to be able to devote attention to him and the other kids you know what yeah we're only 11 days into it but i think we're gonna be all right what do you think sarah so far so good but he still sleeps a lot so we'll see what happens when he wakes up (laughs) reality hits reality hits so today's episode like i said it's a little different and you know why it's because we're going tabloid We're going to gossip this time, right? Uh, okay, maybe not. No. Maybe not. Just no. kidding. So Sarah and I, and I would say that Bobby and his wife and most of the people that we run around with, it's not like we're buying Us Weekly. We're not buying people. We're not buying the the trashy, trashy tabloids either. We're just not into celebrities and gossip and all that stuff. This episode, it, it's not about that. It is about celebrities or famous people, but it's about celebrities and famous people that have big families. So here's why we're doing this episode. Today's culture is so heavily influenced by Hollywood, by musicians, by even the political people out there. It, it's just a fact. You know, Sarah, you know what I mean? Yeah, people are just fascinated by celebrities and their life and what it's like to be rich and famous, I yeah, guess. Yeah, and it's not just their work life. It's not just them, okay, here they are on the set of you know the new Star Wars or whatever. It's, it's more than that. They want, people want to see 
these folks walking down the street with their kids. They want to see them going on dates. They want to see them doing whatever, all that crazy stuff. And it's just weird that there's that the paparazzi even exist. It's weird that there's that life surrounding that stuff. But, you know, that information, especially, again, kind of the personal stuff, it's being hurled at us all the time. Right. If you flip through the channels and you land on E, or even if you land on CNN or something, they've got their showbiz little segment where they talk about all this stuff. This information's coming at us, you know, just all the time. TV, certainly the web, your phone, any of that stuff. We're just bombarded with it. So I think what we can do with Above Average, the least that we can do is, is really highlight some positive examples and maybe some fun examples, some light examples too, and kind of showcase that having a bunch of kids, it's not just for people living in flyover country, the flyover states. It's not just for people in the backwoods who are trying to do the off-the-grid stuff. Sometimes people were just like, I really like kids. Right. Even I, I just famous have people. A lot of kids. <laughs> so especially famous people, as we're going to see today, because there are a lot of examples that I don't think you're necessarily going to hear about in the tabloids or even in you know, some of the more mainstream publications. You're not going to have those opportunities a lot where they're going, oh, look at their amazing family. Now let's interview them about their amazing family, what it's like with them having a bunch of kids or how was their family life growing up when they had a bunch of siblings. Right. Because a lot of these people you see on the red carpet and doing all their flashy thing, but you may or may not see their family life. However... There are still a lot of people that are, they are still just people and they have their families and they're doing some great stuff, maybe slightly more privately or maybe not. But it sure is interesting to think about that we're not the only ones. I mean, even people in the spotlight have bigger families. We don't want to just say, oh, they're just like us because they're not. In most of these cases, we're probably talking about people who at the least are millionaires. And we all know that money is a big concern. It's probably the biggest concern for the typical big family. Uh, So it's less of an issue here for these famous people. But like you said, Sarah, they're people too. They're dealing with the same struggles of how do I love all these kids at the same time? How do I, how do I give them individual attention all at the same time? How do I juggle a busy schedule with lots of kids? Yeah. So we're going to talk about some people. Um, I think for the most part, they're positive role models. We're not really going to judge that one way or the other, but we try to pick a bunch of different kind of subsets of famous people. So we've got some business people in there. We've got actors. We've got some musicians. And we just thought thought it was cool. Sarah and I both did a little bit of research. But th- those would be the modern day folks. We'll get to them. But the idea that famous people, whether they're writers or inventors, this kind of thing, there are people that are kind of on this classics list. So let's walk through some of that uh, before we get to the modern people, because we need to we need to say this is nothing new. Yeah. That people are having big families, right? So Thomas Edison, he was one of seven kids. Dorothy Day, one of five. John F. Kennedy was one of nine. We hear a lot about the Kennedys even today, but it wasn't JFK. It wasn't only JFK. It was Robert. It was Ted. It was their siblings. Then they had kids. Then they had kids. And we still still hear about the Kennedys all the time today. Shakespeare. Shakespeare was one of eight and had three of his own. Yeah. Way to go, Bill. Uh, one of my favorites, Benjamin Franklin. Guess how many he had, Sarah? How many? I have no idea. See, that is not the truth because you're looking at the show notes. They're right in front of you. (laughs) She totally knows (laughs) that Benjamin Franklin was one of 17. 17. 17 kids. That that counts as a big family. Way to go. You know what? (laughs) It's kind of sad. The Franklins never got their own TV show. They didn't. That's a shame because I bet they would have had all kinds of fun stuff to do. I mean, 17 kids would be... A party. They would have invented electricity. They, I mean, we would have seen that moment would, happen. What's the story? Like, there's a story there somewhere. Do you? Do you is well, is yeah. that something that we've always heard? Like there was the kite, and it got struck. How much of that is just like it's a fable? 
I, it's got it's been misconstrued over the years. It's been so long since I did that in, in grade school. <laughs> so we're talking about these old families. And most people tell you at this point, of course, families back then had a bunch of kids. It's just what you did. Or you needed to raise a bunch of kids because you had a farm to farm. So you needed the, the, the free labor. Um, <laughs> this was pre-birth control and all that stuff. So let's talk about the modern examples, the modern kind of famous people. I'm going to kick it off. This guy is one of my favorite, I don't know, what's a good word that I'm looking for? Maybe disruptors? He's just changing a lot of stuff in the business world right now. Uh, A lot of people are looking at like your Steve Jobs character. Um, There are enough people out there going, yeah, he's great and he's so dynamic and all this. Well, okay, that's a topic for another time maybe. Uh, Steve Jobs didn't have a bunch of kids though. This guy does have a bunch of kids. He's a father of five boys. His name is Elon Musk. If you don't know anything about Elon Musk, go Google the guy. But uh, I'll just say he's best known as the CEO of Tesla Motors, an electric car company that is just booming, man. They're they're huge right now. He's also, at the same time, he's the CEO of a giant electric car company. He's also the CEO of SpaceX, which is kind of like a privatized NASA. They're they're sending rockets up. They're doing all kinds of stuff uh, that essentially NASA is not doing right now. Uh, and then, uh, among other things, he's, I think, either the CTO or the co-founder or something of Solar City. You look at the guy, and he's just doing these amazing technical things. He's obviously busy right now. Uh, man, if you've seen the Iron Man movies, he's probably the closest thing to Tony Stark that we've got. Uh, I'm not a huge comic book guy or whatever, but out of all the superhero movies right now, I'm like, Iron Man, it's a real dude who's doing real things. What well, kind, of, kind of real. It's, it's not like the, the magical suit. Right. You know what? Are you with yeah. me? Uh-huh. Okay. I'm with you. It's not like the magical suit's a real thing right now. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it could but be. But if somebody was going to make it, it would be him. That's kind of where I'm at. So he's a father of five boys. I bet their house is a blast. Dude. So I'm watching this interview with him the other day, and it was kind of, uh, he was asked this question. What does your typical weekend look like? And he's like, yeah, we were out building model rockets the other day. I mean, can you imagine this guy? He runs the private NASA, essentially, and he's in the backyard with his five boys building model rockets and sending them up, you know, 200 feet in the sky or whatever. It's probably amazing for these kids to have a dad who not only has the know-how, but has the passion for this. Oh, he's totally raising five more mini Elon Musks (laughs) to continue his, I don't know, legacy, whatever. That's awesome. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. So it it doesn't stop there, though, with the way that he's teaching his kids. Right. When he when asked what he wants his children to do that he wasn't able to do or maybe won't be able to do in his lifetime, he answered, I hope they'll be able to travel to other planets. How how incredible is that answer? I can't even grasp what that would look like because I'm not an engineer. So that's not the kind of things that goes through my head. I would think, oh, let's like cure cancer or something. Traveling to other planets is Big and huge, and he could make it happen. I guess you could say that answer is out of this world. <laughs> that would be a good one. <laughs> Way to roll your eyes. Uh, nice. Yep, See, that's something is. that doesn't carry there through on is. a podcast. Wait for it. <laughs> hey, but he, he also added this when asked about the way that he thinks about his, his children's future. So I think, uh, I, I hope they live to see humanity become a space-bearing civilization and perhaps uh, even to uh, see a, a self-sustaining base on Mars. So next on the list is Puff Daddy, also known as P. Diddy, or just Diddy, or if you want to go old school, originally he was known as Sean Combs, but regardless, he has five kids. He has an interesting parenting model with it. Obviously, we talked about money and that being an issue 
that would be different for a lot of families versus him, and he's got a lot of money. He gave his 16-year-old son a high-end luxury car and a, am I saying it was it a right? Maybach. Maybach? Yeah, or, see, some people say Maybach. I don't it? think I don't think it's that. I think it's Maybach. Well, I, I don't even know what it is. But there are also people who swear up and down that it's pronounced Porsche instead of Porsche. It's kind of potato-potato. It was a fancy car worth about $360,000. That's a fancy car. But he says, it's motivating to be a model of success. Quote, I think I'm an example to them for working for what you want. I don't make apologies for what I have, especially in these economic times. It's an achievement to have financial success. If part of that is to spoil your kids, to give them things, that's okay, as long as they appreciate what they have. You have to take responsibility for your own growth and happiness. Money doesn't always bring you that. I want my kids to be kind people, to be happy people. But ultimately, it's going to be up to them to make that happen. I think that's super interesting. He's aware that if he's going to give his kids these kind of big things, they better appreciate it. So at that point, money starts to matter less, I would think, as long as you know that what you're getting is a big deal and you appreciate it. If not, then uh, uh-uh, we're back to a different start. And don't we all want to do that with our kids, whether it's a $5 thing and that's a lot of money for us at the time or a $200 thing or whatever. I'm going to channel Bobby right here and say that I think it's all relative. Yeah. Because to somebody who makes, you know, $100 million or has $100 million in the bank, spending $360,000 on a high-end sports car, yeah, I mean, he's aware, he's socially aware that that's a lot of money. It's not percentage-wise a a big piece out of his pie, right? So I think you're right on the money. We all want to take care of our kids and make sure that our kids have... Um, spo- to say I want to spoil my kids, I don't think anybody would really say that and genuinely mean it because I think spoiling is defined as they expect that. They feel entitled to it. But it's okay to have nice things. So I think you can make the argument that you can spoil a child, but you could also reward a child. So that's a whole different discussion. What is spoiling versus rewarding a child and teaching them what it is to do hard work and earn things? Granted, that's a lot of money, and maybe certain people wouldn't earn a $360,000 car for it. But the idea is the same. So the principle, I think the principle totally makes sense. Now let's talk about the practicality of what he's doing. He's giving his 16 year old son a $360,000 car. Let's, let's forget everything else that we've talked about over the last 90 seconds. That goes out the window when you're saying, here you go, 16 year old. Please don't wrap this around a tree. This is worth more than most people People's houses buy a lot. Yeah. This one thing. Yeah. And don't wrap it around a tree. And multiply that by five kids. Is he going to get all five kids a, a car like that? I don't know. Mm, uh, it's just probably an interesting good. thought. Probably good. Because while we're talking big families. <laughs> okay. So I've, I've got to tell you something, Sarah. And I'm also telling the audience at the same time. So I just Googled Puff Daddy a second ago. I had to I had to pull up a stat real quick. I had, had to, okay. Let's be honest. I had to check his names. Because I knew it was Puff Daddy, and I knew it was Diddy, and I knew it was Sean Combs. I was like, am I missing a name in there somewhere? And I was missing P. Diddy. But then at the top of Google News, it said, Puff Daddy just got arrested for assaulting his son's football coach. So going back to what I said about 10 minutes ago at the top of the show about how we want to find good role models. Hey, look. I'm not throwing stones. I'm not judging or whatever. I'm just saying. Nobody's perfect. Right. I'm just saying. We're that, aware uh, that he might not be perfect. Right. Um, but I'm also aware that if I'm saying, hey, these these guys may not be role models, maybe it applies in this case. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, heads up. I just Good thought it would be know. interesting to go. Okay. He's got five kids. How's he treating those kids? How does he treat those kids differently than Sarah? You and I are going to treat our five kids. 
probably, probably pretty typically. $300,000 car is not in my kid's future, but that's okay. $360,000. Don't, don't forget about the 60, the 60,000. That, that is not minimal. No, no. Okay. <laughs> moving on. Number three on the list, Stephen Colbert. Now, a lot of people probably knew, I don't, I don't know, maybe not. A lot of people know that uh, Colbert is a religious guy. Um, he's Catholic. He's a Sunday school teacher. He has a, uh, he's got a priest who's essentially the chaplain of his, his show, his former show on, on Comedy Central. And I'm guessing his name is Father James. I can't think of Father James' last name. Anyway, I follow him on Twitter. Great guy on Twitter. I'm guessing I'll go with him to a CBS show when Colbert takes over after, you know, the Letterman stuff shuts down when Colbert starts his show. Uh, James Martin, Father James Martin. Uh, so anyway, he's kind of known for the spiritual stuff. But did you know that Stephen Colbert is the youngest of 11 kids? I had no idea he had that many siblings. No, you didn't, except you read it in the show notes. I, well, I know now. <laughs> <laughs> you got to quit pointing that out. But so he's the youngest of 11, and he's got three kids of his own. So that makes him above average slightly. That's it. And he's also, you know, obviously a busy guy besides the family, besides the work stuff. Like I said, the the faith dynamic, it's a big part of his life. And I think sometimes... On, on the show, on Above Average, we're talking about what it's like as parents of a bunch of kids. And honestly, that for me, that's kind of the goal. The, that goal is probably the 80% of the time, let's talk about parenting a bunch of kids. Right. But maybe the other 20, if we're looking at the other side, there are a lot of people who grew up in big families. And then maybe, maybe not. They have, I don't know if they've got a bunch of kids now, but they're still part of that awesome big family experience that if you just have a bunch of siblings, you may not have a bunch of kids yourself, but you grew up with a bunch of I was siblings, just right? thinking the same thing. It's totally worth mentioning that some of these people, even if they don't have lots of kids now, maybe they will, they just haven't made it that far yet. But the fact that they grew up in a big family still shapes a lot of who they are and how they are. And that's interesting to know that that's where they came from. Yeah. Yeah. So Colbert talking about growing up, uh, when talking about his mother, who he loved uh, this interview that I read, he just went on and on about his mom. But his mom, don't forget, would have been busy with 10 other kids. So it's pretty cool that he can talk about her in great glowing ways. And we're still looking at it going, oh, but he was one of 11. So she divided her time pretty well. I know that's something that uh, I've already mentioned it a couple of times this episode. I feel like I've mentioned it a lot in the show. And Sarah, you and I have talked about this, dividing your time. Right. And he turned out okay. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this quote that I thought was beautiful, kind of going back to his faith. On his mother, he says, quote, She taught me to be grateful for my life, regardless of what that entailed. And that's directly related to the image of Christ on the cross and the example of sacrifice that he gave us. Which is an amazing sentiment to feel like that's what you got from your mom. Pretty awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, especially because coming from Colbert, if you watch the show, he's kind of got this, it's almost a split personality. Like the guy you see on TV is not necessarily the real Colbert. It's, it's this puffed up, character. Um, so to take that and then say, okay, now side by side, the real Stephen Colbert is saying this about his faith and about his mom and growing up and all that. It's pretty cool. It's pretty heavy, beautifully heavy. All right, Sarah, who's next on the list? Jim Gaffigan, father of five. He's a comedian and he we is the patron comedian of our families. Him our patron comedian of big families. He is hysterical, you guys. If you've never heard him before, you need to go look him up. Why? Why? Here's why. Listen to this. I uh, recently became a father. Thank you. Became a father for the fourth time. 
Never so much applause on that part. <laughs> really no applause, right? Because after the third kid, people stop congratulating you. <laughs> then they just treat you like you're Amish. <laughs> Four, well, that's one way to live your life. <laughs> Can you build us one of those wood fireplaces? <laughs> Four kids. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning, and then someone hands you a baby. <laughs> okay. I, every time. The whole Keeps thing. Keeps me every time. The, that, that's from his special or uh, his show or whatever. It's called Mr. Universe. Yeah. And it used to be on Netflix. If it's not, go buy it anyway. Like, go, go, go dig through the couch and find enough coin change or whatever and buy this. If you don't think you've got the cash to make it happen, do it anyway. I laugh out loud every time I listen to those clips. He's worth it. He's absolutely hysterical. If you're listening to the show, you're probably already pretty familiar with him. Uh, But if not, yes, please go check him out. We don't need to go on and on because I'm guessing 90% of the audience is already like, oh yeah, well, of course I knew Jim Gaffigan had five kids. Because he talks about them all the time. Because he talks about them all the time. If you heard him, you've heard him talk about it. So he's hysterical. Uh, Somebody who is not hysterical hysterical at all to me it would be the next person on the list i I don't know maybe she's funny in real life but she doesn't joke about it from the stage or whatever she's a superstar go on celine dion was the youngest of 14 and has three of her own but i think it's interesting because family is huge for her and so as we're talking about i would say 14 kids that's pretty huge (laughs) that's true (laughs) very important to her and i think as we look at these celebrities who are juggling family and busy life. And we're thinking about who we might look to as role models. Like he said, she would definitely make it on the list. Again, she grew up with 14, I guess 13 siblings. She was the youngest of 14. Um, But she has put family first in her life as well. And taking a year off for her family in August of 2014, she announced that she was taking some time off and she's starting again in August of 2015 because her husband has cancer and her kids. But she said the reason she's going back, she said, I'm scared of losing him because it's bad. She said, but I have to show myself, my husband and my kids that I'm strong and we're okay. And I think that's super interesting watching again, somebody balance life with kids and family and being front and center as well. That is, that's, amazing i mean i don't blame her at all for taking the time off i think that was amazing too that's great that she said look everything else is second to this now let me focus on this but at some point a year into it she said okay we've got to go on my heart will go on <laughs> well she and she talks about how her husband <laughs> supports on. her uh, I, I can't i, I get can't. a little nope. support can't laugh. do it cannot do uh, it uh, that's it's bad this is what i live with all the time these kind of jokes <laughs> Can you handle it? I don't know if I can handle it. (laughs) But that being said, I mean, she she mentions family in her performances. She said it wouldn't feel right to me to not discuss my family. She said I'm an open book. It would be weird to me to be on stage and not talk about my kids or sing them a lullaby or whatever. It would just be incomplete. She said I didn't understand until I became a mother. What I didn't understand until I became a mother was the power, the strength, and the beauty of the love of a parent for a child. In fact, it knows no boundaries. It is endless, and it exceeds everything else, which I think is super special. That is the thoughtful. that is the power of love. That is the power of love. Okay, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to roll. Oh, dear. So, 
Super interesting. Next one would be one of Lance's favorites, and our kids even know half of his music when it comes on. I'm going to get right to the point. I'm just going to beat it and say that Michael Jackson is next on our list. Uh, and, and, and I guess that would also include Janet. Yeah, I feel like there should be a joke here that I just missed. I don't know. I caught the beat it, and I can't. I don't have anything to go with it. You, it's I black or white. You just got to go see? with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm genuinely making her laugh. I promise this stuff wasn't in the show <laughs> this notes. Is bad. This is, so this episode is definitely a thriller. And if you're you're still listening thus far, thank you. You are a saint. Anyway, back to it. Michael Jackson and Janet. Janet's uh-huh. another one. Yeah, and Jermaine. We all know Jermaine. I mean, we should have said Jermaine before Michael. Maybe. I mean, yeah, because he's a big name. Tito. (laughs) I mean, we can keep going, right? Sarah, Tito, nice, (laughs) nice. So, there's more to Michael Jackson and his siblings than just the Jackson Five. Guess what? There were nine of them. I didn't know that, like until until I wrote it in the show notes. You got nothing? No, nope. not I got nothing. I, all I can think is the kid is mine, and I can't figure out how to work it in. It's bad. Oh, Sarah. I know. So bad. <laughs> that one doesn't work. I don't nope. think. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But that's all I got. I don't I don't have the jokes Lance has. Uh, oh, you're killing me. Okay, so I, I guess we're going to move on from Michael, uh, the king of pop, dearly departed king of pop. But yes, he was one of nine. That family had a bunch of tumultuous stuff going on. Yeah. Um, Joe Jackson, the father. I mean, it was it was really, really intense. There was there was a documentary or like a made-for-TV movie or something a long, long time ago that I remember watching when I was little, and it showed how crazy that family was. But you know what? The guy and his wife are still together. Well, they're making it work. I, I would say so. I mean, so again, I, I can't judge it pro-con or anything like that, but just being the uh, the armchair quarterback, kind of sitting there going, oh, what does this look like from the outside? They've been married for a long time. And they had a big, beautiful, obviously successful family. Just kind of interesting. Uh, they, you know, they had their share of ups and downs, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it, again, super interesting to see marriages work that long. And I didn't mention it, but Celine Dion's been married for 20 plus years. Wow. As really? Well. Yeah. I didn't realize that until I was looking up some of her stuff. But it just goes to show it's not easy, but it, it can work if you work hard on it for a lot of people. Okay. Uh, moving on. So to number seven and number eight on our list right now, two giant celebrities. Uh, man, if I if I just read this show title and I wasn't listening to the show, I'd be like, boom, they're going to talk about that couple right there. And guess what? We're going to talk about them, but for like two seconds. Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. They're huge. They are the one everybody knows about. They've got to be the most famous big family in the world. Hands down. Six kids. That's a lot of kids. <laughs> and what's interesting is I think they just recently got married. Is that what you heard? Yeah, it hasn't been that long. It seems like we it's been longer. We didn't do the research on this one, but I, I believe that they adopted most, if not all, of their kids before they got married. And that's, you know, to each his own. If that's the way they did it, that's interesting. But yeah, so they're making it work. But everybody's heard of Brad Pitt. Everybody's heard of Angelina Jolie. Absolutely. And it's fascinating to think that with all their fame, with all their fortune, with all their craziness, that surely they've gotten their lives, you know, busy schedules, movie shoots, whatever, because it's the both of them. It's not just one guy and then, you know, the wife's taking care of the kids. It's both of them for six kids. They got their hands full, but in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> Is that what you would tell them if you saw them at Aldi? Uh, I don't know. Angelina, you've got your hands full, girl. <laughs> 
I would probably not. I would smile and laugh and hopefully knowingly nod while wondering how she does it because that's what we all do. But I wouldn't say it because I know better. <laughs> you would give him the what's up head nod. What's that's up? it. I understand. <laughs> I'm almost there. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine on the list. Uh, so we've talked about uh, we've talked about actors and actresses. We've talked about the business people. We've talked about some musicians. Let's throw this one out there. How about a supermodel? Heidi Klum. Heidi with Klum. Seal. Yeah, uh, I believe right? they're divorced now. Okay. Or not together. See, celebrities. Know. It's just so hard. It's like they. It's like they're the ones living on a different planet. Where for the most part, they just have kids whenever they want. Especially at the big family. It's kind of interesting. By the way. Sarah and I wrestled with this a little bit. Like, who do we include? Did they have to meet some kind of standard of having been married or having been in a committed relationship or whatever? Look, y'all, we're just talking about celebrities who have a bunch of kids. And that's pretty much where it begins and ends. Again, Great if they have a family and they're married, but not a a regular. Yeah, for the most part, we try to keep it positive, like I mentioned earlier. And also, we wanted to find something where they've talked about their big families or they've, they've mentioned something. There's... There's some relatability factor between families like ours and families like our listeners and these big uh, big celebrity families. So I found this quote that, that she said uh, talking about her big family. And I, this is probably the most powerful quote that out of all the research for the show that we did, this is the, my favorite quote out of the deal. Family comes first, Klum insists. You're the only thing they have. Which is super interesting because it's so unselfish. Right. Right. Usually when you when you say a quote like that, you're saying, you're the only thing I've got. You know, you hear that in romantic comedy. You're, right. the, you're, you're all I've got. This is the exact opposite. You're taking that and you're flipping it and looking at it from your kid's perspective. As parents, you're the only thing that they have. That's amazing to, to consider how important you are to someone else. Yeah, it's beautiful. So another quote that she said, I think in the same article, every time I left the hospital with a big smile on my face and a baby in my arms, I said to the nurse, I'll be back next year, <laughs> which is kind of what Sarah which we all kind of laugh about thinking that's a possibility, but it's fun to hear somebody say it. So nine or 10 days ago, whatever it was, when we were leaving the hospital, do you remember uh, saying to the people who wheeled us out? The people that wheeled us out and put us in the car, they were like, congratulations, we'll see you next year. <laughs> I don't think so in our case. Maybe. It's a possibility. We like our kids. We we might try and wait a little bit longer. Right. Okay, so number 10. This is the final one we're going to talk about today. And this one is probably the most surprising for me. I didn't I didn't see this coming. And I love this guy. He's hysterical. He's an actor. Um, he's really kind of known as almost a little bit of a renaissance man, uh, as far as internet things or whatever. He's just always around. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. He's one of nine kids. And? And has six boys of his own. Six boys. Atta boy. Atta boy. <laughs> I know. I feel like we should ruminate on that after talking about the five boys that, that Elon Musk has. I mean, that's a lot of boys. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Bill Murray was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel's show. Check this out. I don't know very much, but I talk a lot about what I do know. Uh-huh. I just keep talking. <laughs> But that's, that's really it. And if you're going to have a baby, that's what you, you have to have, a, like, a Stan fan like that one that oscillates. Because you end up after the birth, they put you in a small room and they close the door. And the only light is fluorescent. It's horrible. Yeah. So you want to have your own, like, night lights in there instead of their lights. And you want to have a fan because everyone's really hot. All very good, very good advice. You've had, mm-hmm. you, well, you have six boys of your own. I saw, yeah, I do. 
I saw that your kid was, uh, yeah, the kids. But I saw... Uh, so you can tell he's been through the birthing process with his wife a few times. Um, but he's also got some parenting advice. Yeah. Check this out. Kid first has uh, solid food. When a kid first eats solid food. And I, I just, They're not supposed to yet? I should be on like... Big animal meatballs. No, no. <laughs> when they first have solid food, it usually happens around six months when you're at the, sort of like the bottom of fatigue alley. You know, where you really... The kind of thing where the kid screams in the night and like the mother goes like this and the father goes like that. Like, who's going to wake up and deal with this kid? Right. And uh, uh, it's gas. When they eat solid food for the first time, they get gas and they don't know what it is. And they scream uncontrollably. It's horrifying. You really think, oh, we're going to the hospital. But I'd, somehow I'd learned uh, that peppermint breaks up gas. Really? And so I just had this... Sort of in, inside, I, and I, I went and got a candy cane, like a Christmas candy cane, and I stuck it, you know, like the thing in my finger, and I just, because the kids sleep in the middle, and you just stick it in the kid's mouth, and you can go back to sleep. <laughs> and the kid sucks the peppermint, and it's, it's seconds, it's like a minute, and it stops. Do your boys still have their teeth? Huh? No, it sounds like it sounds like you know a horrible thing to do, but but uh, I'm gonna do it because the last I'm thing worked out well. It works. Tell me it works because the kid screams so badly. All right. So even though we've tried to do a celebrity show, we brought it back home. We brought some concrete advice in. That's so it. so there's your I parenting know. advice from Bill Murray via Above Average. You are welcome. There you go. All right. So we thought it'd be fun to do something a little lighthearted, a little fun today. Uh, Sarah, what do you think? Did you enjoy the show? Yeah, I think it's super interesting to think about other people in different situations, and especially people that everybody knows. You just wouldn't know some of these little tidbits. Going back to what the mission of Above Average is, we want to really not inspire people. I mean, we don't. We're not going to those links with Above Average necessarily. If you're inspired, great. But we just want to. We want people to be able to look at their kids and go. I got this. I can handle this. I love my family a little bit more. I can find a little bit more patience, a little bit more grace, all that. And I think sometimes by relating to other people who are in a similar situation, you you receive that. You're able to go, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. So the celebrity stuff is kind of fun. You know, yeah. we can interview other moms and other parents and other rock stars who are busy with their lives. And I, I think we will plan on that with Above Average. We'll have that at some point, uh, unique cases where people have different challenges. And let's talk about those. Right. The celebrity stuff, though, that's a completely different challenge that I would imagine 99.99% of our listeners, they can't relate to because they're not uber celebrities with, with this crazy stuff going on in their lives. But because we're seeing these people in magazines and on TV shows and all that, it's just a, what kind of goes on beyond, beyond the, you know, the theater stage, beyond the recording right. studio, beyond the movie screen. I mean, you'd say the, the grass is always greener in some cases, but it's good to know that some of these people are struggling with some of the similar things that we are. I mean, there are certain things about having lots of kids that don't change regardless of your status and your, I mean, bedtime for them, <laughs> Bobby, probably looks pretty similar <laughs> to, to bedtime for us. It's just in a bigger house with hopefully not paparazzi looking in the window, right. but it's still the same. Right. They still have to take a bath and put their kids in bed. Well, that's assuming they do it and they don't just pay well, the maid true. to I do it. I guess they haven't some of them. I don't know, but we try, to, with that either. we try to pick people that it seemed like might actually be a little more involved with their family. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, from Tito to Bill Murray to Celine Dion to Elon Musk, 
it's been fun talking about about these folks. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Hopefully you did. Uh, if you did, please help us spread the word. Let your fellow big family folks, uh, whether they're friends or your family members, cousins, that kind of thing, let them know about the show. You can check us out on iTunes or Stitcher. Just type in Above Average and you'll find us over there. Or you can just go visit AboveAverageShow.com. All right, that about wraps it up for this one. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for being above average.